Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Guess what? Father's Day rolling up soon, right around the corner. Mother's Day as well. Hey, the mother's on your list. I mean, my wife, she loves to hunt and fish. She loves outdoors just practically as much as I do. So, if you're looking for a Mother's Day or a Father's Day gift, hey, we've got it at GreatDaysOutdoors.com. All you have to do is head on over to GreatDaysOutdoor.com and check out the best gifts for the outdoorsman in 2021. We've curated a bunch of unique ideas to help you find an awesome gift for the outdoorsman on your list. Just head on over to GreatDaysOutdoors.com slash best gifts for outdoorsmen to check it out. All right, guys, hope everybody is having a wonderful day and a great week. Man, we got some beautiful weather here in Alabama this week. It's, uh, man, the humidity kind of went down a little bit, it feels like. It, uh, a little cooler in the mornings and the evenings, and we better enjoy it while we can because we know it's not going to last, that's for sure. And, uh, man, looks like we may have a big system coming up through this weekend, a lot of rain. And uh, we'll see how that affects everything, man. But it's always, uh, always changing. That's for sure. Well, I appreciate everybody listening to today. I know we're going to have a great report I'm excited about. So let's get to segment number one on the Tallapoosa Coosa report. Uh, and let's go to Lake Martin with Captain David Hare. Captain, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Brian. You doing okay? Man, I'm doing good. Doing good. Like I said, I've just been enjoying a little bit more of these, uh, a little better temperatures, it seems like, the last two days anyway, but we know that'll end. Yes, sir. Yesterday and today was a lot more comfortable than it had been, for sure. Yeah, ain't no doubt about it. And I saw this morning where they look like there's a, looks like there's a tropical system out developing in the Gulf that's supposed to come right up through here. So uh, this weekend may get uh, may be a wash. It may mess, our, may mess our baseball tournament up. may mess y'all's fishing up. Uh-oh. Well, I tell you, it's like everybody says, if you don't like the weather here in Alabama, just wait wait a couple hours, it'll change. Yeah, don't take long, <laughs> that's for sure. Well, man, let's talk about what the fish are doing right now. I know... Uh... You're you're on Lake Martin predominantly, and and uh, the last time we talked, man, you were you were killing those big stripes, and uh, so I've been looking forward to hearing from you again, see what's going on. Yes, sir. Uh, we we've had a good week. Uh, you know, it's that it's that time of year that uh, fishing is definitely uh, good. You just you don't know from one day to the next. You know, if you're gonna catch five or if you're gonna catch fifty. You know, and and I know everybody said, well, that's fishing, but certain times of the year, you know, it's more consistent than it is right now. But uh, anyway, we're catching our fish deep right now. And uh, yes, let me think. I think it was yesterday uh, we got one that went, or maybe day before yesterday, we got one that went a little over 35 pounds. And we've We've been catching some real pretty fish, you know, eight to eight to twelve to fifteen pounds. Uh, got a twenty pounder yesterday, and then, like I say, the day before we got a thirty-five. Man, thirty-five is a giant. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, how how uh, how deep are the fish now? We're we're catching those fish. Uh, actually, catching them about forty feet deep, and uh, 
as far as the depth of water we're fishing in, it just sort of varies. Like, like today, I today I actually fished in anywhere from 45 foot to later on in the morning. I did uh, some trolling with my downriggers, and I was I was trolling in some 120 foot water. Dang man. That is some deep water. Does it, you know, when you, when I think about water deep like that, we've talked about this a little bit on the show before. I don't think we've ever talked about it as far as striped fishing goes, but you know, is there a, is there a, like in a, in a lake, a big lake body of water, like, like Martin, that's got some water flow and, you know, and some current, is there a thermocline that you yes. have to consider? Yes, sir. For sure. And does uh, does it affect? I mean, the the fish go below that thermocline. You'll see that more in the summer, and I'm talking about you know August. I'm, I'm thinking yes, July, July if it's super hot, but definitely in August, you'll see those stripers. They're they're going to be down there in that thermocline to be, you know, to be comfortable to get that oxygen and that cooler water, and right now it's not affecting them but it will it definitely will later on this summer for sure and they usually they i'm assuming they stay above it right well in the in the real real hot summertime i mean you'll see them in it and definitely staying real close to it and they they get a little tougher to catch uh that time of year but you, you will find them in that thermocline for sure here on Lake Martin. Huh. Good stuff. Well, so you, you using, uh, you know, downriggers a little bit. Uh, are you fishing? What are you fishing with right now? Are you fishing with the herring or right. shad? No, no, sir. No, sir. We're fishing with shad right now. And uh, I've been trying to catch some herring. Uh, it's been a tough year to catch some herring here uh We've been going out, you know, way before daylight, several mornings, trying to catch some herring, and just just hadn't had any luck as far as getting any herring big enough to fish with. So, so we've been using the real small gizzard shad and and some thread pin shad. And uh, so, like this morning, I started out live baiting, and then about, I guess, about seven thirty maybe eight o'clock at the latest that live bait bite shut down and and so I went to trolling with my down riggers and just covered a lot of water. Uh yesterday the running the down riggers yesterday uh really produced. Yesterday today it didn't uh produce but yesterday it did. But the live bait produced a little bit better today than it did yesterday. Hmm. You just never know. What what factors do you look for, or does it seem? I mean, or is it some days the the live baits? Is there factors that contribute to what's going to whether you're going to fish with artificial or or live bait? Well, yeah, I I take both out with me every day this time of year. Now, besides the summertime. You know, I don't even keep my downriggers on the boat except in the summer. You know, from I'll keep them on the boat from now until probably sometime early October, as far as so if the live bait does slow down or shut down, 
then I have to start covering water. When I'm covering water, I'm covering it with downriggers because the fish don't seem to be as many schooled together. It's a lot of more single, so you're you're just covering a lot of water trying to get trying to get the that bait right, you know, right in front of the fish. That right. Fish lure. So you got to cover water. I mean, I I covered I several 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 miles of water today trolling. And, wow. Uh, like I say, it, it didn't pay off today, but it it definitely paid off yesterday. So you you just never know. Uh, now, are you just riding, looking for fish on your electronics at that point, kind of, and, and being in the areas you yeah. know they're supposed to be in? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I go to the areas where I know they should be in this time of year, and I put my downriggers, and I'm running four rods down with some artificial lures, and I'm trolling about three miles an hour and covering water. And I work that, you know, I, I might work, you know, just a gigantic area for a while, and if it don't pan out, or if I don't see what I think I should be seeing, then then I get everything up and I move to another area of the lake. So today I fished from the from the north end of the lake all the way down to where I see the dam. Then I pick up and I work all the way back the other way to Parker Creek. So I covered a lot of water. It sounds like you did. Now, do do the stripes? I know, like the largemouth guys, when this water starts warming up, fish start moving out. You know, they they really like this time of year because the fish school up so good, and and they fish for the you know you can find these big schools of fish, and uh, in deeper water. Is it the same with stripe? Will there come a point where where they get in larger schools or do they just kind of, or, or in the summertime, do you got to do like you're doing right now and just, yeah, and, and yeah. just look for singles and doubles and things like yeah. that? Yeah. It's just the opposite with stripers. Uh, and, and I'm always talking like Martin. That's the only like I fish, you know, mm-hmm. somebody, somebody might be listening to the show and they'll say, Oh, that's not right. You know, cause I fish, I'm just throwing a name out there. I fish Lake Lanier, and that's not what happens. Well, our lake's different than any other lake. Every lake's a little different. But in the summertime, we see more singles and doubles and triples. The colder it is, the more we see 50 to 500 in a scope. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. You know, it's just uh, the colder it is, the more huge schools of stripers i find so the huh. summer's just just a tougher deal this time of year you know we're catching them at daylight some people are catching them at night of course i stopped the night trips you know three years ago just because of the liabilities all the recreational boats on the lake now it's just it's just too dangerous for me to have clients out there at night now so so uh so for three years we've been running strictly uh real early morning trips in the summer and uh, and we've been real productive we've been we've done good you know so it's uh and it is nice to sleep in your bed at night too. <laughs> yeah right yeah. 
there was one time there you you I think we were talking about it one time here before where you know you'd be out there at one or two o'clock in the morning sometimes I believe or maybe that I think that's what you were talking oh, yeah. about at some point yeah for sure for sure we we'd leave it you know we'd leave it six or seven in the evening and fish till about two in the morning and then then go clean fish and get home by the time you got in bed the sun was coming up you know good gracious hey but you yeah. got to fish when the fish are biting right yeah that's right that's right so uh, so this time of year we leave a little bit before daylight and we fish we normally fish till about 10 30 or 11 in the morning and and if we happen to if we happen to still be catching and wearing out fish, you know, that late in the morning, then we just keep on fishing for a while. If it if it's shut down on us or gotten real slow, you know, we sort of leave it up to the customer. If they want to fish a little while longer, we will. If they're ready to go in, that's when we go in. Good, man. Well, good stuff. Well, I'm glad you're catching them right now. And uh, sounds like the last few days have been pretty good. The day may have been a little slower, but I imagine tomorrow will be better again. That's just how it is. But That's right. We caught some we caught some pretty fish today. My clients weren't disappointed. I had told them, you know, this is just the time of year. You know, when one day you might fill the boat up, and the next day you catch five or six. That's just the way it is. This that's just the way it is, man. It's never a guarantee, that's for sure. Well, if somebody's going to come up there and fish in the next couple of days uh, or, or this weekend or something, what would be your tip of the week? I Probably my tip of the week, if you're striper fishing, I wouldn't go anywhere north of Elkahatchee Creek or, or Dennis Creek. I would work from there south. Uh, the north end this time of year, it just doesn't pan out. Yeah, good stuff. Well, that's a good tip right there. Well, Captain David, we appreciate it, man. If somebody wants to book a trip with you and come uh, have a chance to catch one of these 35-pound stripes, that's be a pretty exciting thing to do. How, how do they get in touch with you? best way to get me is either text or call me at 256-401. 3089 and of course you can always google me or pull me up on the website Elliott City Guide Service Lake Martin and get that phone number and uh, just give us a call uh, I've run plenty of boats and normally I can get you out there man that's great man well we appreciate you buddy always love having you on here uh, don't get to hear about these big strikes we have here in Alabama very often. So it's a segment I always look forward to, and I'm, I'm sure our listeners do as well. So we appreciate it, man. Take care. Be safe out there on the water, and we'll talk to you again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you, Brian. Have a Hi, buddy. Day. Yes, sir. Take care. All right. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Great segment, guys. Love hearing about these stripes. It's just something interesting that uh, – you know, we, we miss a lot of times here in Alabama because we got such good largemouth fishing and, and, and crappie fishing. And uh, these stripes, man, I mean, how cool is that? Go out and catch a 35-pound fish? That's like deep-sea fishing. I love it. It's great stuff. So, guys, let's take a quick break and hear from one of this week's sponsors. Sun South from Outdoors Equipment, Parts, Services, Accessories, Sun South has you covered. On the best for less, visit SunSouth or SunSouth.com for quality John Deere equipment. SunSouth, for those that do. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, 
Really, really, really excited about this next segment. Uh, you know, most of the time we have guys on here that fish for a living uh, or they fish for a college or even fish for a high school, but they're most of our guys that call in are fishing these larger lakes, these larger impoundments. And we love to hear about that. We love to fish those lakes and, uh, and, and, and find out what the fish are doing there. But I'm really excited to have this next young man on and, and we're going to take a little different approach to guy. We got Paul Albright on Paul. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing good, man. Well, let me tell you guys, Paul is a, uh, just graduated from high school and he's going to Huntington right next year to play a little football. Yes, sir. Man, congratulations, man. Nothing like that uh, opportunity to play at another level. Man, it was very impactful on my life, and I know it will be as yours. So anytime you get an opportunity to, to, to go play for a, for a college, man, it's a, it's a lot of fun, whether it's football yes. or baseball or on a fishing team. But, hey, what I'm excited about, Paul, is you love to fish, right? Right. It's probably one of my favorite things to do. That's right. That and football. But you fish a lot of ponds. You fish a lot of farm ponds, private lakes, things like that. And, man, I thought it would just be a nice mix to, to put you on here on a podcast today. And let's talk about what, what you've been doing out there, uh, what the fish are doing in the farm ponds, and, and kind of just, just kind of talk on how you're fishing right now and how you're catching them. Right. Well, I just start out, you know, early morning, so top water. Late evenings, top water because the pond, the water in the ponds are warming up, so they're getting a lot more aggressive. They're on that post spawn, so they're looking for something to eat. And uh, really, after that, I just start throwing bottom baits, you know, jigs, just fishing that heavy grass mats, lily pads, any structure in the pond. Just you find it, and then you just fish it, and that's usually where those fish lay at. Yeah, and, and you know, it's so different fishing a pond than it is a big body of water. It's just a totally, it's a night and day different thing is in, in a lot of ways. You know, certain times of the year when, when the fish are spawning, obviously it doesn't matter where you, what kind of lake you're fishing in, the fish are up shallow. But like right now, for instance, in Gunnersville or Eufaula or Martin or Logan, um, fish are moving out in deeper water. I mean, you're, you know, you went from catching right. fish a few weeks ago and, and, and four, you know, three, four, five, six, eight foot of water. And now they're catching fish in, in 25 foot of water, uh, starting to school up in these deeper spots, fishing these farm ponds. They don't have that option, Paul, uh, to no, move sir. out there and run away from, from that warm water. So, you know, when you're fishing, these ponds throughout the year do you see a change in the behavior of the fish uh maybe the maybe the aggressiveness of the fish uh from from sp spring transitioning into summer yes sir i do and um like i, I really fish a lot in summertime because i just i just love to talk water bite on ponds they're just super aggressive when they hit it and in winter you really got to slow down you know fish that the deeper water in the ponds you really some ponds don't have that option but a lot of them move move out deep and just fish you know the rattle traps jerk baits try to get bites on those and uh slow it down throw throw a jig out there and to me they're real they're a lot more aggressive in the summer than they are in the winter they uh all the ponds i fish are just they just fight a lot harder in the summer 
I find I find that option a lot a lot better. And um, in the winter, they're just real slow. They just move real slow, and in the summer, they're just fired up. They fired up, yeah. Maybe you get into those dog days of summer. You know that August time frame. You know it. It can kind of almost be a little bit more like winter fishing. Yeah, when it gets really, really, when that water temperature gets really hot, uh, it can kind of slow back down a little. But you're right, man. Those early mornings in a pond, I mean, they're just going to, they're still going to move up, you know, in the shallower and toward the banks when, and feed. Uh, so that's always fun, man. And I, I'm with you. I love that top water bite. Uh, I tell you what, man, you know, growing up around Alabama, you know, that's what I was exposed to a, a lot. We fished a lot of farm ponds. Yeah, private sir. ponds things like that and especially in the summertime man we would we'd go at night and wade fish oh yeah and uh with with that uh black buzz bait or a uh golly what's that other lure we used all the time it was a loud topwater bait uh, and i can't even remember I'm the name i'm to get a lot of hits on whopper poppers you know those loud it's like a it's like a prop bait they just you fish them slow at night, and you can get them big black ones, and you just fish them slow at night, and they'll tear them up just kind of like a big black buzz bait. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's fun stuff. Well, you know the 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 thing too about summer, and and I just learned this, Paul. Not you know we we have a segment we do every every month uh, with Norman, the the owner of Southeastern Pond Management. And of course, his yeah. knowledge of, of these farm ponds are, is unbelievable. But I've fished these farm ponds all my life that do have some deeper water. I mean, they're bigger, you know, they're seven, eight, 10 acre lakes, and they'll have some 15, 20, 25 foot water in them. Well, I always thought in my mind, I always had it to where those fish and those farm ponds in the summertime, in the wintertime, they go to that deeper water. And what I learned is that that's true in the wintertime, but it is absolutely not true in the summertime. These big impound, and I just, the, the, the caller we had on before you, we were talking about the thermocline in, in, in Lake Martin. Yes, sir. The thermocline in these larger lakes, they, they're moving bodies of water. So they've got current. So. Right. The thermocline is it's, it, it's not the same as it is in a in a small farm pond, but when that water starts warming up in these farm ponds and starts getting really you know really hot, that thermocline may be only four to five foot deep, and fish will not be below it. Your bait yes, fish won't be down there. Your bass won't be down there. So to have that knowledge when you're fishing in the summer is pretty impactful because you can you can cancel out a whole lot of water that you oh, yeah. would have tried to be fishing but i thought that was really fascinating from norman the other day is that like man if you're fishing below five foot in the in the summertime you you're wasting your time because the bait fish aren't wow. gonna be down there and the bass aren't gonna be down there so keep that in mind this summer paul may do you some good yes, well yes, man sir, I, I you know i know that um uh, you know, one of the things we we love about these ponds too is you can cast some dang big fish. Oh yeah! I, uh, the other day I I hooked into one, and I was just fishing a jig three or four feet of water. I hooked into one and got him up to the boat, and the daggum hook popped out. I bet he was every bit of ten pounds. Oh yeah! 
That's, man, that's one of the fun things. That's why I've always loved fishing these 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 uh, private lakes and and farm ponds like that. Is you can catch some big big fish in these ponds, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And you know, it's it's easy to take kids. You know, it's a perfect place to teach young kids to introduce them to to fishing whether it's brim fishing or, or, you know, trying to catch a crappie in some of these ponds or bass or whatever it may be. They can fish for a little while. They get bored. They can run around a little while. <laughs> it's not like putting them in a boat and taking them out to where they're going right. to be out there in that little confined spot for several hours. So uh, it's, it's a great way to introduce kids to fishing as well. So you do mainly most of your fishing or around the uh, south of Birmingham area? Yes, sir, I do. And I actually, I'm, I'm coming back from a deep sea fishing trip right now. I'm on my way back home. Good, man. Where'd you go out of? Uh, we went out of Apalachicola in Florida. Mm -hmm. What would yes, y'all uh, catch? We caught a lot of grouper and a lot of red snapper. Awesome, man. That's a fun trip there now. Yes, sir. That's good stuff. Hey, one other question I wanted to ask you is vegetation is something that's very hard. It's very hard in a farm, in, in a small pond to right. sometimes it's all or nothing. Either yeah. there's too much of it and it. I mean, sometimes you've probably seen it where, I mean, by the end of the summer, it's just, it's, it's moss or all vegetation. it's all vegetation, right? right. Or it's the other way around where you've somebody, maybe they've poisoned the lake, they've used herbicides, they've got carp in there. So there's no vegetation. Yes, sir. So it's kind of one extreme or the other. It's hard. It's very hard to have both. Which one do you prefer? I think I would prefer the vegetation. I think it just gives bass, you know, shade to hide under when it gets hot. And it's just, I've had better luck off of vegetation than I have with no vegetation. It's just from my experience. Now, some people prefer different, but that's just what I prefer. I think I've had better luck with catching a lot of bass on vegetation than I have without it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here's what, I, here's what else I've learned from having Norman on the show. A bass does not care if he's got vegetation or not. Yes, sir. He is a, and a bass does not care how big he is. He is an opportunistic feeder that wants to use the least amount of energy he can to, to catch the most food he can. Right. So a bass doesn't care if he's got vegetation or not. I think us as fishermen, the vegetation provides opportunity to, you, you know, if you do have vegetation, if you do have vegetation in a pond, then they are attracted to that because there's bait fish right. there. There's shade there. But if you have one this, that that's not an option, it doesn't mean that that's, it's harder to catch fish in it. They're still going to eat. And, uh, but I'm with you. I kind of like, I kind of like having that target having, it's just, and maybe it's just a mental thing with me. I love fishing grass. Love right. fishing. I think that's what it is for me too. It's just a mental thing. I think it's just, you know, you know, you can look at some spots and be like, oh, yeah, I know there's going to be a bass over there. And you go over there and you catch one. And then it kind of boosts your confidence a little bit. So then you just, well, that spot kind of looks the same. Let me go catch one over here. And so I think it's just a confidence boost. If you if you see grass and you catch one over there, I think it's just going to boost that, boost that uh, what you think is better just a little bit more. That's right. 
just keeps you focused a little bit on on, on a target. And but uh, man, I, I, there's a I fish Norman's pond over here that that he is kind of like his little home pond that he manages his little honey hole and you know there's no vegetation uh but they've got structure they've got wood and they got drop off yeah. and they got points and man you can have, i mean i've caught caught a nine pounder last year on it and uh, man you can't have any more fun than fishing a pond like that right uh it's just fish are going to adapt fishing these larger lakes water temperature controls what they do current controls what they do movement of the bait fish control what they do there's a lot a lot of variables yes sir it's not that way in ponds because you right. either got vegetation or you don't most of the time the the fish still have to eat whether the water temperature is warm or whether it's cold they may move a little bit but uh course in the spring when they're bedding they may even move up shallower of course but it's it's usually it's usually more consistent i guess you would say than in some of these large impoundments yes sir it's a lot of fun i know that oh so yeah what's, that's probably that's probably what i enjoy the most is just hooking into one of them that's right now do you in most of the ponds you're fishing do you have instruction from the landowners that they want you to keep or throw back a certain size fish or do you kind of do that on your own most of them i tell when i give permission i tell them i don't keep the bass unless you want me to and stuff like that because some people do want all the some people do want all the fish out of their ponds and so we'll go out there and catch them but then some people don't want them touched and so it all just depends on how the the landowner wants it and if they're, you know, a pond can be overpopulated by a long shot. So sometimes we'll we'll go out there and we'll manage them and try to get the ones that aren't eaten out and keep the healthy ones in there. And so we just try to all around. It just all depends on what the landowner wants. Well, I can tell you this, according to, to Norman, and I, and I keep going back at, to him because we have him on the show so much and we've learned yes, so much from him. He would advise don't ever so especially uh you know something below three pounds two right. below two pounds don't ever throw them back because that's the yeah, number one problem with ponds is that we don't keep enough fish per acres out per acre out of them and the fish run out of bait and you can have you know you know you fish those ponds paul where you you catch nothing but one and a half you know one pound one and a half pound yes, fish sir. all of them look just the same and you're like well man where's the old fish right. well that's them those fish that you're catching a lot of times we'll think that one pound fish well he's just a young fish well no he's not he might be mm -hmm. but he also if you don't have the proper balance in that pond that fish could be five six seven years old right but it kind of goes back to what what we were talking about earlier a, a bass does not because of his genetic makeup and and the type of animal he is he does not care if he's two pounds or if he's 10 pounds he could care less you know it's not like a deer where he wants to grow and put on this mass and be the biggest baddest one in the area because he has to fight yes, he, sir. they don't care how big they get so if they don't have a food source they just stop they just stop feeding they just sit back they feed everything you know and they just and they don't grow so that's the that's the number one thing 
but you know, there's, there's obviously you fertilize, you, you need to, you know, people need to put, uh, forage in their lakes, things like that. But, um, but keeping the fish out to keep them, to keep them in check is probably the biggest one. Right. And I, we just started, like, I just started learning a little bit about, you know, managing ponds, keeping healthy fish in there and stuff like that. Cause I really didn't know anything about it. And so we were just, I've been, we went out to a pond and a new pond and just started fishing. And we, I bet we caught, I think it was like 45 fish and out of a two day span and all of them. We, I think we caught one that was over, over six pounds and the rest were about pound and a half. <laughs> it's just overpopulated big time. Yeah. Keep them, man. Keep all those fish out. And, and, and if, even if you, those small fish, if you keep them and throw them up on the bank for the, uh, for the coons to eat, ain't nothing yeah, wrong with that. You got to manage your lake, yes, and because uh, we right. all want to catch those big fish, right? Yes, sir. Good stuff, man. Well, what's the biggest one you've caught? Uh, I think my, my my biggest right now is sitting at I think ten four. That's awesome. That's yes, a sir, big I fish. Caught, was, yes, sir. I was out there. I was at fishing a pond in Chelsea, Alabama, and I got blessed to hook into that one, and I got him in, and he weighed ten four. Dang, man, that's a great fish. You know, my biggest one in a lake I caught probably 18 years ago, probably 20 years ago in Mississippi in about a 15, 20 acre private lake on a buzz bait, uh, wrong time of year to be fishing a buzz bait. Water had had a ton of water had come in, creek had, had mudded everything up, debris floating everywhere. And this is a phenomenal lake and in, in out in the middle of nowhere. And I was in a little John boat and I had been catching them on flukes and, and things like that. Spinner baits, flukes. But that day, because the water was so muddy, we couldn't catch them. And I was like, man, I got yeah. one buzz bait in my little old tackle box that I take, you know, these farm ponds and, and I put that one buzz bait on and I took the fluke off and put the buzz bait on. And of course it throws so much further that I throw it straight, in the, you know, over a limb overhanging the lake. <laughs> Couldn't get it down. So I get right up under it and I finally just jerk the buzz bait. My line breaks, the buzz bait flies up in the air, comes down and lands in the bottom of the boat. Just luck. I pick Run. it up. Yeah. Pick it up, tie it on. The first cast, I caught a 14-3. Oof. Thought I had the state record, man. We loaded up, hauled butt, got it weighed and all that. And uh, it was a heck of a fish. Of course, you know, I was young. I was broke. I took it to a taxidermist in the middle of nowhere that was going to charge me about $50 to do it. He called me a few months later, said, man, you come get your fish. And I went and uh, picked it up. And I'm like, man, that, that's, that's not my fish. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's him, man. Turned out great. And I'm like, man. That's like a nine pound, but he had it sitting right next to another one that said nine pounds, two ounces on the, right. on the little thing. And I was like, they're, they're identical. There's no difference. I see them, man. I don't know what to tell you. I never even hung it up. I was so mad. I just threw it in my garage. <laughs> anyway, my, it's a good fish. My brother had an opportunity to catch a fish like that. We, I got an uncle that lives in uh, Tupelo, Mississippi, and he's got a pond. He's got a big old lake out there and a uh, big old private lake and just two creeks feed into it. It's just perfect vegetation, everything. And I think he caught, I think it ended up being about 12 pounds that he caught one out there. Man, that's a heck of a fish, ain't it? Oh, yeah. That's a heck of a fish. Well, man, one of the things that, that we like to do 
with all of our, our people that we have on, all our contributors is, before I let you get off here, man, I want you to give somebody a tip. If they're going to go out this week, later this week, this weekend, try to catch some fish, tip would you give them for fishing a, a pond? A pond, I would say the number one bait that will catch fish at a pond is buy a stick bait or Cinco is what everybody calls them and Texas rig it and just, you know, fish the banks, stuff like that. Just go buy you a pack of Cinco's. Uh, you can't go wrong with black and blue, June bug or uh, watermelon red. Get one of those three colors right there and just fish it all day long if you have to, but you will catch a fish. I can guarantee that. Man, that's a good tip, buddy. We appreciate it. Hey, Paul, man, yes, love having you on here, buddy. It's good to uh, look. Uh, need to have you on again sometime. I think this is a great segment, and uh, love to keep it going. So, man, hey, keep catching fish out there. Good luck in your football as you move forward, and uh, keep working hard, buddy. It all pays off. You know that. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. We'll take. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks a lot. Yes, sir. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up another great segment. Y'all take a minute to check out some of the businesses that, that keep this show free for you guys to listen to. Photonist Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. The PD Pro Series is the world's smallest and lightest night vision goggles built around the Photonist 16mm filmless 4G image intensifier tubes and our hybrid filmless 18mm image intensifier tubes. These ultralight, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. The PD Pro line consists of the PD Pro M 16mm monocular, the PD Pro B 16mm binocular, and the PD Pro Q panoramic night vision system. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. All right, guys, let's get to segment number three, and we are going to go up to Neely Henry. We don't have a whole lot of reports come from Neely Henry, so I'm really excited about this one and excited about the guy we have on with us, too, and that's Randy Wiggins. Randy, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good. Getting the, getting the fish a little bit, so I'm blessed. Man, you're in the boat right now, right? That's right. We're breaking in this brand-new Blazer 650 Pro Tours. Got two hours on it. Two hours on it. That's right. We just and what, first what, what, made boards was what's the day? Man, that is awesome. That's always a fun time getting that new boat. Oh, ain't no doubt. It's uh man, it's a it's a nice ride. Well man, how's the how's the tournaments been going this year? What what's what's the last what'd you fish last? Uh the last one I fished was the Toyota series on Chickamauga. We uh also you know, didn't really get a good finish in that and it, dropped me out of the top 25 in points where I could go to the championship. Oh, when is the championship? The championship for the Toyota Series is in October, I believe. I, th- so I think st- it is in October. So you still got a chance to uh, to get the points back up there, right? Get back in that top 25? Well, they only have three tournaments in each series, and, uh, and that was the last one. I was sitting uh. in ninth place. Yeah, I was sitting in ninth place going in that tournament, and uh, – it just uh, it just got the best of me and uh, dropped me down. Oh man! Well, I hate that. I hate that, man. Well, you keep going at it. I know you you keep at it. Keep doing good. And and, and guys, I've I got to know Randy uh, a little bit, or 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 
our kids played uh, played baseball together. Um, and man, he's got some he's got some great two great youngins, and and they're good little ball players. So uh, I'm glad to finally get Randy on the show. Yeah, it's uh, you've been trying to get me on for a while, and it just just hadn't worked out. That's right. Uh, I think a lot of fishing. I, I've I've done a lot of fishing this spring, and well, this this tournament season, we fish uh, the ABT, we fish the North and South. Uh, then we fished the Toyota series, and we're also fishing the Alabama BFL. So we uh, we've had a busy season. Man, you have you on the water? Ain't no doubt. I, I bet we've probably been on the water probably a hundred days so far this year. That's awesome, man. That's good. I still got to get you in the boat and take you noodling, though. I'm going this afternoon, but you and Neely Henry, so I don't know if you can make it in time. Uh, You'd have to put that boat on a trailer and come on to Logan Martin pretty quick if you're going to catch me because we we, we have caught some big fish this year noodling, and uh, hopefully we're going to continue that this afternoon. Have to to make that happen at some point. Well, well, Randy, man, what are the – have you been fishing Neely Henley a good bit lately? Uh, this is the first time we've been on it this year. We fished it, you know, a bunch throughout the years. And uh, it, it's tough, you know, it's in the summertime pattern. And and uh, I think last week they had the ABA on it and 15 pounds won it. So it's probably going to take that to win. So we're that's what we're out looking for, somewhere around 15 pounds. Well, now, you, you know, and like I, I said earlier, we don't, We've not had a lot of reports come from Neely Henry, and so I was excited to, to, to get a report. How do you compare Neely Henry to some of the other, you know, to some of the other lakes that we have in Alabama? Uh, and I know that's a very broad question because uh, there's so many and they're so different from you fall of the Gunnersville to Smith and Martin and all those. But, you know, kind of where do you put Neely Henry in that mix? You know, they, they had the uh, the Bassmasters Elite up here, you know, several months ago, and it it, uh, it fished really good. I, I think, you know, it's not as good as maybe you would say Lay or somewhere like that, but it, it's, a, it's a good fishing lake. You know, it's on the Cooster River chain. It's got the big Cooster spot. It's got some big largemouth. And, and I've really grown to, to like fishing this lake. You know, it's it's uh, I have a lot of confidence in fishing this lake. You know, everybody has their favorite lake, but this is a good lake. You know, I, I think you can come up here and catch fish uh, just trying to find the, you know, the big large mouth and the big spotted bass. Is there a lot of structure on that lake? There's, as far a, as there's a lot of docks. Yeah, there's a lot of docks and, and there's grass and, you know, stuff like that on it. So, it, you know, there's plenty of places to fish. What kind of pattern are the fish in? How, how are you going to approach uh, fishing this are y'all fishing there this weekend tournament? We are. We're fishing it Saturday. Good. You know, so I how will you approach it, and how yeah, will you be trying I, to catch them? I hope we can find an early morning bite. You know, there's a mayfly hatch, so I think that's going to probably play a little bit. Uh, somebody can get on the good tree or good dock. It's got some good mayflies, and you know, you know, it's just like the food chain. Bring them to start eating the mayflies, and that draws the bass in. So that's where you'll catch a big one. If you, if you hit the right spot, right tree or right dock, it's got that. And, you know, there's a lot of grass that somebody will flip and, and uh, throw a frog in that may catch a few big ones. But, you know, that's what that's, – if you can find that bite, that's probably what a win. There's a lot of offshore structure too, you know, like brush piles and stuff like that that 
people will be fishing. And uh, once the current picks up, I, I don't know how much current they're going to flow, but, you know, that, that'll play too. Yeah, so once you finish that early morning bite, trying to catch it, you know, a good large mouth uh, early, uh, as the day warms up and the current picks up, will you try to stay on large mouth or do you try to go to look more for spots at that time? Yeah, we'll probably move off a little bit offshore and maybe throw a crankbait, shake your head, stuff like that. Uh, into some of those brush piles and, you know, current breaks and stuff like that, you know, try to find that those pieces that's moved out from that morning spot. But, you know, you, you also got to think, too, you know, you're overhanging trees and stuff like that. It's probably got to make my hat. You know, they're still going to be fish up shallow. Yeah, they'll stay there as long as there's, as long as there's food. The, the bait fish are there or the brim chasing those mayflies. That's right. You know, it's kind of a... We're kind of in, I guess I think of it as, as kind of a transition time of the year to where fish are coming from the shallower water. A lot of fish are, are still, you know, some may still be up. Some have already moved out. What time of the year or when will you really start focusing more on those larger schools in deep water? Oh, this, this is the time of the year right now for that to, that to be going on. Yeah, it's whenever, whenever the, the spawn is uh, usually over with. Most fish are starting moving out mm-hmm. and filling um, up from the spawn and, and staying out deep. Yeah. What's kind of your, um, so when you're fishing the early mornings around the docks, what kind of, or, or the grass, you know, obviously if you're flipping, you know, in the grass, you're using jigs, but what, what do you try, what kind of lure do you, favorite baits that you go to on that? And then the same question for, for the deeper water when you move out there. I like throwing a buzz bait this time of year, you know, in that scattered grass and, and also um, throwing a frog too. You know, of course, the buzz bait is, you know, more moving and stuff like that. So you can cover more water. Uh, once you get in that thicker grass, you can slow down a little bit with that frog. And, and on the deep bites, you know, you want to throw a, a big worm, a big shaky head worm or, you know, uh, Texas rig worm, uh, football jig, stuff like that. Gets down there in those brush piles or or trees or or whatever you you're fishing offshore. Oh yeah, good stuff. Well, how many boats will be in it this weekend? Uh, there's and this trails the ABT North. It's the, it's the last tournament of the season, so there's 225 boats. Uh, it carries 225 every tournament. Dang, pretty good size. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a great tournament. And if you're out there and you got a buddy you want to fish some team trail stuff with, I would highly recommend getting in this trail. And what this trail is that again? It's the Alabama Bass Trail. The Alabama Bass Trail, okay. Yeah. Good we deal. got people from from uh, all over. I'm, I think there's seven or eight different states that's got people fishing fishing in this trail. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it carries, it carries uh, a lot of weight all over. People's trying to get in it all the time from different places it's really hard to get in i think it sold out what did it sell out last year yeah three minutes uh, what last year yeah in and three minutes sold out, was it seven minutes wasn't it yeah the south yeah that's that's how that's how bad people want to get in it you got to be sitting on go oh to yeah, get you got to be ready to go that's right man 
That's crazy. Hey, that's exciting though, man. I mean, it's, 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 that's, it's a great trail. Uh, and if people are looking for a good trail to, to get in, that's, that's definitely a good one to get involved with. Well, man, I'm going to let you get back to breaking your boat in and looking for fish. I know you got the big weekend coming up. Hopefully the weather's going to cooperate with you. I was seeing this morning where they were talking about a tropical system, maybe developing that's going to be coming through this weekend. Uh, so hopefully that'll lay off of you guys and I uh, won't affect you too bad. There you go. We're uh, we're excited to be back fishing. I think we've been off for a month, so we're ready to get back at it. Heck yeah, man. Well, before I let you get out here, one of the things that we always like to get our callers to do is if somebody's going to come up and fish Neely Henry or any of those lakes on up and down the Coosa or you know, in the next few days of this weekend, what is a tip that you would give them? I, I would find, a, you know, some grass and, and definitely throw a buzz bait, frog, and um, you can throw a creature bait in there too once the sun gets up and, and positions those fish in that, in that thick of grass. You know, I'm a grass guy. I like fishing grass. So, you know, that's what I have more confidence in. So that's what I would do. If I was to show up here tomorrow and, and I'd never been on this lake, I'd find grass and throw a buzz bait, a swim jig, a frog, and, uh, and some kind of creature bait in there. That's a good tip, man. Well, Randy, I appreciate it, buddy. Stay safe out there, and good luck this weekend. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for having me on, bud. Okay, man. Talk to you again soon. All right, All right guys. That's going to wrap up another great segment. Let's hear from one of this week's sponsors. Hey, guys, if you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com, and these guys know how to grow big all right, folks, that's going to wrap up this week's show. Uh, hope everybody has enjoyed the podcast. If you have, please tell some people about it, man, and drop us a, a review and, and a positive rating wherever you listen to the podcast. And if you would like us to email you or text you the podcast each and every week, we would love to do that. All you have to do is text the word fishing to 314-665-1767 and we will send you the show each and every week stay safe out there guys look forward to talking to you next week this week's alabama freshwater fishing report was brought to you by sun south if your to-do list requires work on the land come see us at sun south we listen to your needs so you get the right equipment and the right implements at a price you can afford for John Deere equipment sales, parts, and service, come see us at Sun South. Equipment for those that do. And brought to you by Photonist Defense, PD Pro Ultralight Ultra Compact Night Vision Systems. Simply the best in class night vision system ever built. Contact us at PhotonistDefense.com to learn more. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. And brought to you by great days outdoors magazine become a better southern hunter and angler and pick up your copy today wherever fine magazines are sold or save a bundle online at greatdaysoutdoors.com and brought to you by bucks island is a family owned and operated business since 1948 at bucksislands.com you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass 
pontoon, bow rider style boats, new and used motors, as well as kayaks for sale. Give them a call at 256-442-2588. And brought to you by Brian Sand with National Land Realty. You already trust me with your fishing report, so trust me to help you find or sell that next piece of property as well. Just give me a call at 601-383-2344. 